0: Welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind from HowStuffWorks.com.
1: Hey, welcome to Stuff to Blow Your Mind. My name is Robert Lamb.
0: And I'm Julie Douglas.
1: And it's actually a funny story. We were originally going to come in here and do a podcast having to do with meat eating and vegetarianism. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd actually done a fair amount of research about it. And then last night I went to a restaurant named Abattoir, uh, which specializes in meats. And, uh, it's just French for, for, for slaughterhouse. Yeah. right, Yeah. And so now I find myself uh, at work actually podcasting about toilets. So, uh,
0: I think there's a natural, a natural uh, progression. yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about toilets and why not? Because everybody uses them, right? There, there are a couple of things you cannot escape in life, right? You've got to eat, you've got to sleep and you have got to go to the bathroom.
1: Right. Yeah. Pooping, peeing, these, these basic, uh, actions, uh, it's, it's a part of life. And it's, it's so weird that it is an area of technology, um, that is- And physics? And physics and health that often, uh, is just overlooked because we just don't want to think about it. Or a lot of us do. Some of us may think about it too much. But, uh, but, but it's, it's there, it's important, and we'll end up, like, say, you know, spending a whole decade or more not innovating the toilet, not making changes to it, and certainly not rethinking it in any drastic w- uh, way. Um, you know, in the same way that a person will choose to ignore, um, some, you know, dire health concerns relating their, um, toiletry encounters.
0: Yeah. And here's what I'm thinking though. I mean, technology has, has touched us in, on every level of our existence. Right. And certainly it is happening in the toilet sphere. <laughs> we, we're just maybe not as aware of it because you and I here we we don't live in Japan right and that that's right. like where the toilet plosion is going on <laughs> if i can coin a new term um, but you know we've talked about i don't about, know if
1: toilet plosion is a new term you that, don't think i think it may have been used before but <laughs> but not but we're talking about explosions of ideas and and innovation yes. yeah
0: oh, right, right right rather than that the more scatological explosions yes, yes. which are important too but um, but, you know, we've talked about what life might look like in 50 years, particularly if we end up living in vertical cities. and we've talked about the scarcity of land. Um, and we now know that um, something like two-thirds of the popu- population in 2050 will live in cities, right? Right. Um, we know that we use a, a landmass the, the size of South America right now to fill our, our food needs. So, um, and we don't have that available to us in the future, right? It's especially when we have 9.5 billion people living in 2050. So we started to think, like, wh- how does that affect us waste-wise?
1: Yeah, also water. Uh, right now, especially in the United States, we in, enjoy clean water pretty much as much as we want, whether we're drinking it or washing the dog with it. Right. And uh, I I found an estimate that the average American uses uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 7,665 gallons of water each year just to flush the toilet.
0: Well, and that doesn't even count agriculture, right? Right. Um, I mean, there's an immense amount of of water used in agriculture, um, whether or not you're talking about livestock or crops. Right. Um, and again, we, you know, you've, you've got this, um, this massive demand for food, particularly now for, for meat and livestock. Um, but we just don't have the area. So we talked about this in life on the 500th floor a little bit. We talked about vertical cities, this possibility that you'd have vertical farming and, and, and the sort of runoff that would happen there and you'd end up living in Poo Town, right? Right. The downwind of, you know, these stacks, these, you know, 500 floors of, of livestock roaming around. And all the sort of excrement that they produce, um, which is quite a lot, actually much, much more than humans.
1: Yeah, so, if you've ever been to the zoo, you can attest. To that. Well, you, yeah. you used to have an affiliation with the zoo. So. I
0: did. I I worked for a zoo, and um, wow, elephants. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. <laughs> Amazing creatures. Um, so right now we know what happens to to our sewer waste. Right, there's something called sewer sludge um and this is actually at its best it's actually the end product of our sewer treatment systems um and it would be like a nutrient rich fertilizer that we could use on crops uh, and again and it is actually used in the US and Canada as such but it's actually been banned in some countries because at its worst which is the more likely scenario it's a highly toxic waste composed of humans and industrialized waste um so we have this problem right now like what happens to our poo, poo um how is it used? I mean, this is a good idea to try to use it on crops, but knowing all the sorts of nasty stuff that goes into it now, it's not necessarily the the type of um, stuff that I want growing my tomatoes. We should probably talk about the technology that we have right now.
1: Yes. Uh, like you mentioned, uh, the idea of your tomatoes and, mm-hmm. and your toilet In- instead of uh, – having a huge uh, sewage infrastructure between your toilet and your tomatoes. Uh, the, we have this technology for composting toilets, uh, which is pretty basic technology in its more simpler forms. There are different models. You can get uh, these really remarkable-looking, uh, like, it basically looks like a toilet, uh, like a big square toilet that you just unpack, stick in your bathroom, mm-hmm. and um, it. Uh, and there's, uh, I think you add like peat mix and a microbe mix. Yeah. And, uh, it basically, uh, evaporation takes place because, uh, solid waste is only like, it's only like 10% solid. The rest is is all water. Right. Uh, 90% water. So. And tons of bacteria, by the way. Right, and tons of bacteria. Yeah. So, the water evaporates and, uh, and then you have that peat mix and the microbe mix in there. Uh, there's like a little crank on the side of the toilet um you know kind of like how they would start you know start the old airplanes in the right, yeah. so you would crank the toilet to uh, to ro- rotate the drum you know you'll see people with a composting bin in their backyard mm-hmm. that has some sort of rotation system
0: so it's the same concept in your toilet
1: right right and then eventually you're going to have a drawer at the bottom a um a finishing drawer that you open up and there is compost in there it's like basically dirt okay and uh, you take that out and you can dump that on your garden and then there there are models that are a little more complicated that are electric or involve an external tank uh a collection uh tank for this uh, to take place in an automated uh, um drum that rolls but uh but the, the the technology of it is pretty pretty cool.
0: And yeah, it's very cool. I actually um used one in a yurt once. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I, and I shared this at an editorial meeting and there were lots of titters by the way.
1: Oh yeah, when was this?
0: um that I shared it?
1: Yeah, was this like a year ago or? Yes, yeah. Okay, you See, they, weren't, the they weren't ready. They weren't ready. They weren't Maybe ready, not. but
0: I'm telling you this is pretty cool technology. But like you said, on an individual basis it makes a lot of sense, right? If you're trying to institute it system-wide, it might be a little bit more difficult as a as a solution for all of us. Right.
1: And those guys that laugh, they're going to think they're going to look back on their their laughter and they're going to feel really stupid once we get all the toilets in this building changed to composting.
0: That's right. Yeah. And uh, we all get yurt housing. Yeah.
1: Yes. I, I'm pretty sure I've used them as well because you see them uh, popping up uh, like at state parks. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really, because the the other cool thing is it is more or less self-contained. You don't have to be hooked into a grid or a system to operate. You don't necessarily have to have the electricity coming in. You don't have to have the sewage system going out.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it makes total sense. It's, uh, it's definitely sustainable. It's a solution. Um, one of the things that you wrote about recently in a blog post was what I like to call the, um, that Satan's
1: toilet, perhaps. <laughs> The oh yes, the incinerating toilet, uh, yeah. incineration toilets, or fire toilets as I like to think of them. Yeah. Oh yes, these th- this was something I did not know existed until un- until just yeah just a couple of weeks ago when uh, I-, I forget what made me think of this, but I was suddenly it entered my mind. Hey, I wonder if there are any toilets that burn everything up because that
0: you were thinking like, what's my worst nightmare? Sitting on a toilet <laughs> with flames in it.
1: Well, uh, no, that's not my worst nightmare, but okay. um jeez but it just i I kind of figured well surely someone has thought of this and lo and behold they have they've Mm -hmm. been around for decades yeah uh and in fact i think there were some early designs that you know showed up like sort of the when the you know in the steam age when everyone is getting excited about uh you know technology changing our lives and sure enough there's some people that are like we can we can take these uh our toilets and basically turn them into little furnaces that we poop into and and that's kind of the idea of incineration toilet um I would if if you do a Google search for "poop into the fire," uh, <laughs> sort of a a play on um, the chorus to the Duran Duran song.
0: Yes, I thought that was what you we were going for. <laughs> Best blog title ever, by the way.
1: Yeah, if if you do that search, you'll find this blog post, and in it there's a video that actually does a great job of showing how these things work, even mm-hmm. though it's the weirdest video you've ever seen uh, promoing a uh, commercially available product, because it's like there's. For for one thing, uh, the, the the incineration toilet in the promo video is padlocked shut. Yeah. Because I mean, you, basically, whatever you put in there, you pull a trigger and it is incinerated. So you don't, you wouldn't want a child to play with this. And if you were leaving one of these at a remote remote location, you wouldn't want just anybody coming in and burning stuff in your toilet
0: well it's it starts very ominously right because you see this woman and she's got like this keychain of like a thousand janitors there's yeah. like a thousand <laughs> keys on there and you know and each it,
1: to a different incineration toilet and this strange underground complex yeah, it's like she's this inhabiting. eastern
0: block um underground bunker and she starts talking about the toilet and um as you point out and actually um editor allison ladder pointed out too at some point her shoes go missing yeah during this video
1: I, I yeah i don't know how that happened yeah
0: she start you see her on the toilet she's got shoes on and then you know they cut to like later on it's a very graphic video by the way not with her but actually the contents of the yeah.
1: toilet yeah i mean you, yeah there is flaming poo in the video because it's yeah. i mean the product itself flames poo and there's no <laughs> there's no, there's there's no um there's no faking that. I guess they yeah. couldn't you know, just put in something, uh, some facsimile of poo. It might have been a facsimile of poo and just a really good one. I don't know. Yeah. But at any rate, um, yeah, she unlocks the toilet, uses it. Then they do this cool animation where they show exactly how it works and all. And uh, and it incinerates it all. I mean, all the water evaporates, all right. the all everything it just turned to ash. And then you'll have an ashtray at the bottom that you remove and then dump.
0: Right, and if you are in the military and you've ever been in a military camp with these, you're familiar with them, or they they were found on trains as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are a, a good solution, but the problem is is that you can't, you still have it's a waste product that you have to get rid of. Now the volume has been greatly decreased, but you still have this ash, and you cannot. Um, well, they don't advise you to use it in crops, and you have to throw it away.
1: Yeah, and, and there are, there are a few. I mean, obviously the advantages are you don't again you don't have to be hooked into well. You need to be hooked into, uh, slightly into a grid on this one because you need, it need either needs to be electronically uh, powered or mm-hmm. gas powered. So that's right. you'll need that, but you don't need water. Um, you don't have to worry about freezing temperatures. This, there's nothing in here that's going to freeze up. Yeah. But, uh, incineration destroys nutrients in the waste, making the ash inadequate for replenishing soil. Um, you know, there's the energy usage, uh, but then there are disadvantages as well. Um, the incineration destroys waste nutrients uh, in in the waste, making the ash inadequate for uh, soil replenishment. Mm-hmm. And and again, generally, it's just going to require energy. You got to be hooked into gas, or you have to be hooked into um, uh, an, you know some sort of electrical grid or battery operated in order to power the flame
0: yeah and some models can't be used while incineration cycle is in process so this is probably not going to work for a household with like 10 people in it and one bathroom
1: right and the uh, the sites i was looking at also really advise that a child should never use one of these things
0: yeah fire children poo really Mm -hmm. bad combo uh, we should probably really talk very quickly about vacuum toilets.
1: Oh, yes. These are the, everyone who's ever flown on an airplane and has been brave enough to use the restroom has encountered these because basic, <laughs> basically how it works is, again, is you, you use the restroom and then you awkwardly get up out of your seat and, right. and struggle to position yourself around so you can look down in the toilet because we'll get to that in a second because you, if I mean, you're a male, no, well, yeah, that's right. If you're, if you're sitting, well, oh, never mind. Yeah. Wait. <clears throat> Yeah. You,
0: yes. So you're trying to get yourself on the toilet. Yes.
1: Yeah, so you have to get on the toilet, use the toilet, then get up, turn around, look down in the toilet, and then you have to flush it. And then when you flush it, you feel like all the air around your head. It's like sucked out. Yeah. And there's this moment where you, you can imagine yourself like pitching forward and just being taken down through the tubes and ejected from the outside of the airplane.
0: Well, I was about to say, and it really plays into that irrational fear. You've got clowns and then you've got the toilet that's going to suck you out into the ether.
1: Yeah, well see, with me, I was more, always more afraid of things coming up from the toilet. I guess it was because I remember being a kid, not renting horror movies, but walking down the aisle and seeing, um, like, uh, like VHS covers for, I think it was like Ghoulies was the, was the series and mm-hmm. the cover always had like some really cheap looking like monster puppet coming out of a toilet. <laughs> and uh, and and I think I've subsequently seen like a clip and then they're just horrible, poorly made films. But but at the time, it's like, yeah, I don't want something to come up out of the toilet. of me. and then a few years ago, it happened. Something came up with the out of the toilet. At when I was not in there using it, it was sewage. It, really it was sewage backing okay. up, but it was horrifying. I
0: thought you were going to say it was a rat or an alligator.
1: No, but I have heard of rats.
0: Yeah, yeah, rat. That, and that's just an entirely different yeah. podcast, I think. Um, because rats, I mean, they're they're gonna outlive us, right? Um, but I wanted to talk really quickly about that why you would want to use a vacuum toilet outside yes, of yeah. a, a, a um, airplane if you could, right? You'd have to have the right conditions, you'd have to have the suction, but they use very little water, which is mm-hmm. very important, right? Especially if we're talking about the year 2050 and there's perhaps not a lot of water to go around. Um, they can flush in any direction, including upward, and because they don't have a lot of pipes that they have to you know draw down the waste you don't have to worry about the infrastructure um of placing a toilet somewhere i mean you can't just place one anywhere you still have to have uh the right technology but it's a lot more mobile
1: yeah so all you would need is uh, some sort of vacuum device air air pumps uh etc to make this happen
0: right right um so those are that's what we have right now but we've got some really cool things that are in the works right now that we could possibly have in the near future.
1: Yes, and we will get to these right after this quick break. This presentation is brought to you by Intel, sponsors of Tomorrow. And we're back.
0: All right. To the future. To the future. Here we are. Okay, so... The future holds some really cool stuff, and one of the, one of the things I wanted to talk about is NASA, right? And, oh, yes. Okay, NASA, we, we are benefits, whether or not we you know, uh, beneficiaries of their technology. It always trickles down to us. So I just want to start with that point. I mean, invisible braces, memory foam, ear thermometers, uh, cordless tools, these are all things that started with NASA research and development. Yeah. And Velcro? Velcro, yes, eventually came to the marketplace. So it stands to reason that some of their solutions for getting rid of waste may come to us very soon. And, in fact, some of them are actually in use in various ways right now.
1: Right. And they will spend a lot of money on the space toilets because, again, everyone has to use the restroom, especially astronauts.
0: <laughs> yeah. International Space Station, that toilet, $19 million. Yeah. And, oddly enough, that is only the second uh, most expensive toilet in the world.
1: Oh, because there's probably one made out of gold somewhere.
0: Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeopardy. You. Just one. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so what they're really good, though, about is trying to figure out, um, how to do, uh, do more with less, right? And how to actually reuse materials and recycle. So they have been converting waste into water. And they've been doing this by desalinating urine by osmotic pressure and then running it through a charcoal filter. Uh, and then sort of like, voila, there you, you've got your tap water.
1: And this is really magic for anyone like, like myself who grew up reading the dune books. Uh, because, in, in, of course, in the dune books, they the, the uh, freemen have these still suits that uh, converts their, their waste uh, water back into drinkable water, which they slurp through a straw in their, yes. in their suit. And so there, you know, lots of sci-fi, uh, geeks like myself have been just craving to drink urine out of our own (laughs) stillsuit for ages. And, and this is, now we're just a little closer.
0: Well, yeah, it's it's very possible right Mm -hmm. now. And in fact, in Orange County, California, they are using this process, but they're doing it underground and they're having the water hang out a little bit longer underground Mm -hmm. so that people don't, uh, psychologically, they can sort of cotton to the idea better that they're drinking their clean urine.
1: Well, I think we should all get used to the idea that water we're drinking may have at some point been urine, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just a, yeah. a, a sort of a modern fact of life. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, whether or not you know it, right? Um, so right now that's, this is a technology that they're using and it's very possible that this is going to be used in toilets in the future, right? Like, yeah. I mean, this yeah. is something that could be easily retrofitted into to toilet technology. Yeah.
1: The technology is out there. It's, 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 it's going to streamline in the future and we're going to need it as our water demands increase. Exactly. So. Yeah. So,
0: I mean, in a way it's kind of like you have your water cooler in your bathroom. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this, you know, we could even have very low tech versions of this and I'm sure that there are some DIYer wire out there who has already done this. So uh, email us cause we want to hear from you. Um, uh, but there are so many different toilets on the market right now as we had talked about in the beginning of the podcast, Japan is, is really running with this.
1: Right. They, um, they have a number of models that are just um amazing and then also just kind of weird
0: odd to us <laughs> culturally right
1: well yeah but then also but they also sort of tie into our general weirdness about toilets you know that uh, it, there's certainly this idea that let's not think about toilets and by not thinking about it we don't innovate it but then there's also this this reality where it's like i want to think less about toilets so let's make toilets more amazing till eventually we just have robots that we poop into in the future
0: <laughs> it's very possible. Yeah. And yeah, I, Japanese are pretty, uh, uh, what we would think is, is hypersensitive about hygiene. So it makes sense that they have put a lot of thought into this so that they can have, so to speak, a better outcome on the other end. Um, and one of these really cool innovations though is what I like to call a doctor in your toilet.
1: Oh, yes. Which, um, but before we, we talk about the advanced version of this, I'm reminded of, uh, 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 so my wife was telling me about like well, once when she was uh, doing a study abroad thing in uh, Prague, uh, she encountered these. Uh, her whole group were encountering these toilets that had like this little shelf. Like there's this little shelf that you do your business onto, and then when you flush, the water washes everything off the shelf in a way. And oh, so,
0: wait, so, so it's almost like a colander for your for the solids.
1: No, well, no, it's like a like a little shelf. Like imagine that you. It's like a little platform.
0: But it's sorting out.
1: I guess it's, okay. it's, it's like the center stage, like, uh, you know, at the Met and, uh, and, and the, the waste goes onto that stage and then, you know, everybody watches it. But then when the curtain closes, the water flushes everything away. And oh, okay. I, so I looked into it and they're, they're called washout toilets and informally they're called German toilets because you still find them sometimes in Germany and Austria. And, um, uh, it's a, a little sketchy on the reasoning for this, but it seems, it seems like the idea is that as humans, we well, we have this need to look at what we've done, uh, in the toilet.
0: What we've made, well, this is a whole Freudian idea yeah. that we've created this thing, right? Yeah. And we're really proud of it.
1: Well, or, but on a very basic level, I mean, your stool tells you a lot about what's happening inside your body. Uh, I mean, okay. you know, yes. I mean, we've all, well, I don't know if we all have, but a lot of people have, have had uh, different health diagnostics done where you've had to supply a stool sample. And that's why they're not just, you know, they're not just weird. They need to analyze it. And on a very, on a very basic level, we can look at our stool and say like, well, I'm not doing too hot because that is, that is embarrassing, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, anybody who's familiar with Dr. Oz knows that he is a big proponent of examining your excrement right. and has even talked about uh, not just examining it, but why you're doing it, assessing it and in his, uh, his idea of the best Excrement that you could, how do I say, uh, you could give your toilet is one that would dive into the water like Greg Luganus. That's no. him, not me.
1: See, th- this makes me think of um the Road to Wellville. Yes, with uh, Anthony Hopkins' yeah. awesome um uh, portrayal of the of uh, of Kellogg. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where he's talking about his diet is such that his uh, stool comes out uh like a like a hard biscuit with that's odorless and uh and and perfect.
0: Yes, yeah. if, I mean this is there, there. It turns out that there is an ideal poop. Huh. Yeah, and it would go into the water like Greg Louganis, very little splash. <laughs> so everybody wanted to know, I'm sure. But um, Dr. Oz is really big about that, and he says like you can look at your your uh, excrement and you can assess your health just like you're talking about.
1: Right. So it makes sense then to design a robot that you poop into that analyzes the poop for you, so you don't have to look at it.
0: Which is essentially what we're talking about in the intelligent toilet. Yes. Uh, this is made by a Japanese company called Daiwa House. And actually, Toto, which is big in the toilet industry, um, helped with the technology. But it provides urine analysis. It takes the user's blood pressure and body temperature and measures their weight with an inbuilt floor scale. Wow. Yeah. So this is really cool because... Uh, This is a great way to get a readout of what's going on in your body at that time. Um, Toto's engineers actually developed a receptacle inside the basin and that's what collects the urine for sugar content and temperature checks. And, um, there's also an armband that monitors your blood pressure. So obviously that's how you're, you're getting your blood pressure, not from your waist, but, you know, just a little add-on there.
1: Yeah. I could very well see this technology, uh, uh, you know, spreading through, uh, you know, um uh, medical clinics around the States, you know, Yeah. instead of going in and having this awkward thing where it's like, all right, here are a few different cups, fill these up with your, um, your, your leavings and then, uh, stick them in a bag for us. Uh, you could just have this smart <laughs> toilet that'll, right. you know, they'll just say, Hey, come prepared, use our toilet and we're good.
0: Well, the current model, actually your data is sent automatically to your personal computer and then you can email it to your doctor. But the next generation model, and this is according to physorg.com article, Japan, high toilet uh, high tech toilet makers flush with success. Nice pun. Uh, the next generation model will, um, actually automatically send results to family members and to doctors via the internet. Huh. And it's actually capable of storing the data of up to five people.
1: Wow. And you could probably get some sort of Twitter app put on that as well. <laughs> well, there's, there's actually a, a website that was, yeah. uh, that just yeah. tracks the number of tweets that, uh, relate to, um, toiletry activities really yeah. i'm
0: thinking of like a hashtag right now like luganis yeah um success or something like that
1: this podcast really is a, a minefield of of potential jokes i keep <laughs> they keep passing me by and i just know that we don't have I know, enough time i know to, we
0: don't it's not fair yeah. we can't give them um their due but this toilet in case you're interested in it retails for about four to five thousand dollars yeah yeah
1: now atoto is also involved in a few other really um classy toilets that um I mean, these are really should be the, the toilets of the stars. If you're using something made out of gold, you're just wasting your time.
0: They are the toilet of the stars.
1: Oh yeah, who is it?
0: Ryan Seacrest. Oh, he got okay. one for his birthday, and it's a $6,000 toilet that has all sorts of bells and whistles.
1: Okay, is this the, the wash, the washlet uh, S400 by Toto?
0: I don't know what okay. model it is, but it's pretty fancy.
1: Alright, well yeah, this is the one that has, uh, it has built-in massager, seat heater, bidet. massager? Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah, okay. like, I guess it's like in, if you need your butt massage while you're on the toilet, uh, warm air drying settings, air purifier, um, self-cleaning, the, uh, li- there's a sensor that, uh, that sees that you're coming and it'll go ahead and open and close the lid. Yes. Yeah. I, I know a lot of the, the, um, the, the wives and significant others out there are really. I was about to say about if that. it
0: returns it to the horizontal position, that <laughs> really, I think would improve a lot of relationships out there.
1: There's, uh, there's also, uh, Kohler's Numi. Toilet is uh, is really impressive. It also has self uh, opening closing lid, uh, self cleaning bidet, uh, which bidet of course anyone that doesn't know this is like a water hose that cleans you after not really you're water hiney. hose your hiney, yeah. Um And actually if you go to Thailand uh, you'll find that and probably other places as well the uh, most toilets have a vegetable sprayer like for in your kitchen that's sort of part of the setup there. So it's kind of a form of a bidet more of a manual bidet. Uh, I got gotcha, you yeah. yeah.
0: Um a shower bidet sort of.
1: Which makes sense. It really makes the you know, not having one uh, seem kind of crude. Uh but no, this model also has uh, uh yeah, adjustable bidet with controls for temperature and water pressure, heating elements, illuminated panel for nighttime visits, a built in speaker system that connects to a remote docking station. So I guess it's so you can bring your your um, your iPhone or your iPod in with you and just plug it in so you can you can have your own music. Um You would never have do. to
0: leave your bathroom. Yeah. Essentially.
1: Yeah. Deodorizing element that sucks air uh, from the bowl through a charcoal filter, and of course everything's uh, tied into a touchscreen. So yeah, it's, and it's there's actually something
0: called a function called otohime, which literally means "princess of sound," and it <laughs> produces a flushing sound to cover bodily noises. So again, I, there's this preoccupation, <laughs> preoccupation with the, uh, our our body and what it does in the Japanese culture, and how best to obfuscate that.
1: <laughs> I went to high school with this uh, uh, girl named Sarah who who may or may not be listening uh, but um uh sarah went did some sort of a um, uh like teak, teach teaching english as a second language deal in japan mm-hmm. and uh, she encountered one of these fancy toys and this was like i guess 7 years ago maybe yeah. more i don't know but uh but you know she didn't know what all the buttons were like a few were like clearly uh low flush versus high flush yeah, which is another nice in- innovation that we've seen uh, become more and more dominant uh, even here in the states. Right. Choosing how much, water, yeah, yeah, how much water you need per, um, you know what needs to flush down. But then there were other buttons. Uh, one of them produced the artificial flushing sound. Yeah. And the idea here is, so instead of wasting the water to create a flush sound to hide the sound of your your um excretion, then uh you know you just push this button and it'll play the sound. Yeah. Uh, but then there was also a button that she pushed and uh, the police showed up. So, oh my god. Yeah.
0: While she was in the restroom?
1: I think it was like a, you know, an emergency button in case there's some, something wrong. Okay. So yeah. that,
0: that would be the, for me, okay, clowns, um, the second irrational fear getting sucked out, <laughs> uh, the airplane through the toilet and third being arrested on the toilet. <laughs> That's a problem there. Um, so, I mean, there you go. I mean, these are some very interesting innovations. Yeah.
1: I should add that I don't think she was caught on the toilet. I think she was leaving the toilet when the police came in.
0: Okay, yeah. that makes me feel so much better. Yeah.
1: yeah. And this is hardly much of an in- innovation. Um, I mean it's an innovation, but it isn't really, it's not game changing. Even though it is a game, uh, Sega ha- uh, has been installing this toilet, this T-O-Y-L-E-T uh, game in J- Japanese urinals, uh, which is basically, um, I-, I guess the idea is like little boys especially will just pee everywhere. Unless you, you make them focus, and one right. way to make them focus is via a video game. Okay. Uh, where the, uh, you know, the, the way that you're peeing, you sort of pee into a little video game controller, and it, uh.
0: I'm just thinking makes that for, for all the gamers out there, including <laughs> yourself, it's gotta be probably, um, an actually a good solution for when you don't wanna get up and, uh, and pause the game. Like if you're in the <laughs> moment, right?
1: Well, I think that's called just winning a diaper. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. Again,
0: that. NASA. Thank yeah. you. The, yeah, the adult super absorbent diaper.
1: But this has been around for a while because I think they've had like, their, their readers will have to, you know, I mean, listeners will have to uh, write in, but, uh, but I believe there have been a number of, uh, of cruder versions of urinal games where you, you pee on something and it makes a ball go up in the urinal. Or yeah. Something and of or course
0: there are advertisements. So that's, that's the impetus. They're really for having that technology. As yeah. You can get, Whatever you're selling out there in front of um, a captive audience, so to speak.
1: Now, we've been talking about innovations, uh, modern approaches to the toilet. But but what's really interesting is that some of the best ideas we might uh, be able to employ regarding our toilets are old ideas.
0: Well, I mean, I actually... Thinking about this, okay, you've got these great things, especially with the medical toilet, that can tell you, you know, what's happening in your body, so on and so forth. You've got all the different innovations, but it turns out that we've been doing it all wrong, regardless. And what I'm talking about here is popping a squat. (laughs) Uh,
1: Which is the most natural thing in the world, uh, because we did not evolve. To sit on little chairs with holes in them.
0: Yeah, it's very Victorian poop. if yeah. you think about it, right? I'm going not you sit here and pretend like I'm not going to the bathroom? Um, but, yeah, you're right. The popping a squat is really what we are supposed to do and what we are engineered to do. And there's a great article on Slate.com by Daniel Lametti called Don't Just Sit There. And he actually goes into this, uh, the reasons why.
1: Yeah, he points out that um, the, the 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 modern chair-based flushing toilet, really it really dates back to the late 1500s. And, um, and, uh, and back before that, you just have generations upon generations of people, as you say, popping a squat. Uh, and t- to this day, I mean, most, uh, you, you definitely have the, if anyone has ever traveled, uh, to the, into the East, uh, if you've, if you've gone to, you know, Thailand,
0: um. Well, and throughout Europe, too, And throughout I mean, Europe, yeah, yeah.
1: You'll encounter these, uh, these squat toilets, mm-hmm. which are, we well, describe one for us
0: a uh, hole in the ground.
1: Yeah. Well it's some porcelain added. I it's mean, it's some, not, well, there's just know. tile
0: work usually. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean it's pretty amazing. I mean it makes you realize that there are eighty year olds that are using all their muscles and <laughs> their thighs to to do this act and who are probably a lot more stronger than than some of us um some of us thirty somethings in America here. Yeah.
1: And there are a number of uh of arguments too that this is the again, we evolved to squat and use the restroom. We didn't evolve yeah. to sit on on a chair and do it. So, so there are all these arguments for, for different, uh, uh, different ways that squatting is, is a healthier option. Right. Like um, hemorrhoids
0: is a really right. good example. This yeah. is a very modern thing, hemorrhoids.
1: Yeah. Because if you're squatting, you're not straining as much. Right. And straining is one of the key, uh, causes of, of hemorrhoids. Uh, you'll see also people will get into whole arguments about, uh, the removal of impurities, about, uh, you know, even tying it in with cancer. And some mm-hmm. of those claims are, are, um, are less explored. But, um but there's and, and then there's also the idea that that uh, when our thighs press against our our gut you're right that's also aiding uh, in excretion and i believe they they did some some timing in this one uh, uh one bit of research that uh, uh Lametti uh cites here which which found that it's like if you're if you're squatting you mm-hmm. can go in about like 50 seconds yeah and uh 53 seconds something like that uh, but if you're using a, tr- a traditional western toilet then it's going to be like twice that
0: Right. And it makes sense to, I mean, I was actually thinking about the the yoga pose, happy baby, which oh, stimulates yes. your digestion and it's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. you're just doing it on your back.
1: I um, always fall over on my side when I do happy baby. Me too. Yeah. And it makes my spine feel weird. I it's don't know. It's odd. It's an odd pose. Your
0: happy baby is crazy baby, <laughs> I think. Um uh, But it points back to this whole fact of the matter is, is that we do have, a, uh, again, certain engineering th- that helps us with this. Um so, I don't know. What do you do? Do you retrofit your toilet? It's very possible. You can actually put a platform yeah. on your toilet. But is this, is this called the East West toilet?
1: Um, I, well, no, this is the, um, there are a number of different devices out there. There's yeah. one that basically looks like a little ladder that you, uh, you kind of clamp on and it gives you like kind of a squat plate on okay. top of a traditional toilet. But then there are, are also more expensive models that are kind of an S- East meets West toilet, okay. which can be sat upon, but can also be squatted upon. Though you're really Depending you're, on the mood, yeah, but you're asking the person who's squatting on it to like squat on an ele- elevation, so it, it yeah. looks kind of still looks kind of tricky. I'd feel a little, um, you know, put out if I was having to squat up there on top of something. I was going to say it's not floor. something
0: I'd want after three beers.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's um, it it's also worth noting when we're looking back at the history of toilets. Uh, we people often look at the Roman toilets, uh, which we still see remains of, and they look like uh, throne to- style toilets. Uh. And it's apparently unclear whether or not they sat on these. Mm-hmm. That's more of the traditional idea. It's possible they squatted on them, but, uh, but they were basically elevated, they think, because you have like a latrine of raw sewage down there, and they just... That just, makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Just and they are also be the, elevated above that.
0: The chamber pot too, right? It would make yeah. sense that that would evolve into something that, um, became something you sat on, yeah. rather than squatted over. So, there you go that's that's the scoop on the poo and the, and the <laughs> toilets and innovations. It's a lot to think about.
1: yeah, there's um, if nothing else, yeah, hopefully we've we've just stirred up some conversation about this uh, about this this idea and uh, and what is the toilet, how we've we've gotten to the point that we've uh, we've arrived at with it and where do we go with it in the future? How can we improve on it? Uh, how can we fix the errors that we've made? Uh, what are the possible errors that we've made and, uh, and come out on the other side with something that's sustainable, healthy, etc. cetera.
0: That's right. Yeah. Well, well, let's bring that mail on. Yeah, okay.
1: I have uh, one quick email since we, uh, went a little long on this, uh, mostly because it was funny, I think. Um, but, uh, a reader by the name of Richard writes in. Richard says, Hey guys, just sending a message to say I love the podcast. And keep them coming. I also have one small correction for you. I can't remember exactly which podcast. I think it may have been "Lying Robots and the Lies They Tell." Anyway, I believe Robert said that uh, Devon was a town in the UK. Uh, it's not a town; it's a it's a county, which is similar to your states, except not as big. I'm not sure if this has been corrected or not, uh, as I'm a bit behind in your podcast, and I'm trying to get up to speed. Keep up the good work, Richard. P.S. I'm from Surrey in the UK, which is which is another county. Um, yes, I believe I wrongfully um identified the spot i uh, basically I think what I was meant to say was uh it was uh because I looked this up it's the town of Marlowe. I don't know how I uh-huh. got Devon and Marlowe confused, but yeah, Marlowe is a little town on the Thames that's uh really gorgeous and has this wonderful old church and a cemetery right down there by the water so so yes, Marlowe, not Devon,
0: cool, there we go.
1: So hey if you want to uh discuss anything with us uh if you want to share links to cool toilet innovations that you've discovered <laughs> come to our Facebook page and do just that. We are Blow the Mind on Facebook and you also find us on Twitter as Blow the Mind and we update both those feeds uh, pretty regularly and uh uh you know populate them with all sorts of cool links and comments.
0: And you can also email us any sort of toilet shenanigans you've run into with your own toilet innovations at BelowTheMind at HowStuffWorks.com. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join Works staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow.